You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. Tuesday, 7 March, the PIC court case to reclaim funds from AO starts today. I'm Simon Brown, coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb studios in Houghton, Johannesburg. On the show today, chatting with Mateta Tulari from RMB. We've got GDP later today, 11.30. Q4 expected to be negative. How much can we expect response from the, the market and the czar as this figure comes out? Uh, Pravesh Sunkar, CEO uh, at FMB uh, Private Wealth and RMB Private Bank. How do you use credit to build wealth, aside from carefully, of course? Alpha Gold stock worldwide works, continued rise of online retail locally. It really is holding firm and it's going to help the local retailers, online retailers, take the fight to Amazon when they arrive. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines for MoneyWeb. Bidvest rides the renewable energy wave. Results lifted by boom in renewable energy, tourism and agriculture. Uh, and from Business Day, Capital and Counties and Shaftesbury merger completed. Shares of the new entity, Shaftesbury Capital PLC, will start trading in London and the JSC today. Morning markets, the US was green, S&P and NASDAQ both up 0.1%. Asia's green, Sydney up 0.6% as the RBA raises rates a quarter percent. Tokyo up 04 Commodities mostly red, gold 1,854. Brent is your green at 86.43. Platinum 981. Palladium 1,427. Rand 18.22. Bitcoin 22,500. Tencent is trading up a third of a percent in the Hong Kong lunch break. And top 40 opening call 220 points to the green, 0.3%. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Taking now with uh, Mateta Tulari, he's head FX execution at RMB. Mateta, appreciate the early morning. We've got GDP data from Stats SA 11.30 today. Uh, fourth quarter, which will be Q4 last year, expected to be minus 0.4. The year-on-year for 22 versus 21 expected to be 2.1%. How much is the market and the currency sort of watching these numbers with the potential to be surprised and, and, and create some, some potential significant Moves. Good morning, Simon. I suppose look, the investor sentiment towards South Africa really remains poor, which is obviously reflected in the rand underperformance in comparison with other emerging market currencies this year, right? So South Africa has got its own internal factors like load shedding, infrastructure decline, the political uncertainty, the fact that we've been graylisted. Now, there's high-frequency data points that really, you know, point to a slowing down in economic activity in the final quarter of 2022, coinciding with the escalation of load shedding. I mean, we're expecting a contraction of 0.4% in mm. quarter four, which will see a full-year growth, you know, obviously not really been great. And already the trade balance over the final quarter of last year also narrowed quite substantially alongside pretty strong corporate results. I think that is going to lead to strong outflows in the services, income and transfers account as previously seen. So that suggests that even the current accounts 
data that's coming out on Thursday, which is another high-frequency data point. A deficit could be seen in the second quarter and third quarters, which will be continued into the fourth quarter of uh, last year. Now, also remember, tomorrow we've also got the business confidence index yeah. number, which will also show how business confidence has stood up in this period of sustained load shedding. Now, PMI suggests it might have held up well, but the border index, you know, I think it is going to be somewhat interesting. I mean, a lot of these risks are unique to South Africa, and I think there will be a lot of focus on the internal factors for the foreseeable future. I mean, in addition to this, we need not forget that external factors are still at play. I mean, the war in the Ukraine is still there. There's still widening geopolitical tension out of China, Taiwan, the US, and of course, North Korea. And on top of that, we've still got Fed, Fed, uh, central <laughs> bankers speaking, and of course, we've got um, you know the central bank decisions later this month as well. So, a cumulative uh, cocktail of issues uh, for the RAND as we head into the month of March. Yeah, it's been a drone power uh, testifying to Congress this evening. I think 5 p.m. our time. We'll see what happens there. But I take your point. Investor sentiment towards South Africa is poor, and perhaps that's the, the key point, and that just leaves us in a tough place. And you know, expectation is not for great numbers. Mateta Talari, head FX execution, RMB, appreciate the early morning. And that's our question today on LinkedIn and Twitter. When are you expecting for that GDP number due out in about five hours? Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. Hear that? Nothing. Your money can do more when it blocks out the noise, as hard as it is these days. When you invest in the Standler Balanced Cautious Fund, we manage the risks so that you can see stable inflation-beating returns through market cycles. Invest with more certainty at standlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. Joining now with uh, Pravesh Sankar. He's CEO of FNB uh, Private Wealth and RMB Private Bank. Pravesh, appreciate the early morning time talking around using credit to build wealth, something which I think a lot of people equally look at with, with a bit of fear, but also with the idea like, hey, this could actually really work. I suppose, first question, what sort of credit would, would you be talking around in terms of using to build extra wealth? I think, uh, Simon, thanks for the opportunity. Um when people talk about using credit, uh, we always assume that it's long-term debt. Mm-hmm. But if I could take a minute and tell you how you, I would use credit, even when I'm building my wealth sure. in an early life stage. Uh, if I think about it, uh, we look to save for an emergency, to provide for education, to protect our family in terms of life cover, medical aid, and funeral cover. People's debt uh, repayments can increase and go up to about 80% of one's monthly income. Which, which is quite a staggering amount, and you think that you will have very little to save for, for those things that I mentioned. Now, using credit wisely can reduce your debt repayments and then give you more money to or allow more cash flow for those savings that I mentioned. As an example, uh, swapping between secured and unsecured lending. Unsecured lending is extremely expensive compared to secured lending. Do you use short-term debt or long-term debt? Mm-hmm. All of this requires careful thought when taking out a credit facility. And that's why I encourage people to seek advice for credit as well as investments and insurance. 
I, I take your point. This isn't going to the, for, for want of a horrible phrase, a, a loan shark borrowing a thousand rand, putting it in the market and hoping for the best. This is saying, hang on a second, I've got debt I'm paying every month. And, and pretty much I imagine all South Africans have some sort of debt. Can I be smarter about that debt that I have? And, and that then frees up cash. 100%. So if if I use an example, if I need money on a short-term basis to pay for a student loan or for my um, upcoming uh, student fees, mm-hmm. do I use unsecured debt or do I take out a, a, an extra bond on my property? Mm-hmm. If you take out an extra bond, let's assume the repayment period is the same as unsecured debt, your interest rates theoretically should be lower than unsecured debt because the bank has security. That improves your cash flow, which allows you to save and repay off your debt much sooner. Yeah, that was exactly my, my my sister for an important reason was was looking for an unsecured loan. The interest rate was was going to be quite onerous. She then took money out of her bond instead, and and it it it. I mean, I think the interest rate was going to be twenty four percent for unsecured. She ended up. I mean, her prime rate, I suppose, is what ten and a half or so. Significant right. saving for for her, and and not to pay it back over the twenty year period, because of course you don't want to pay a student loan over twenty years. Yeah, that's why I mentioned, you know, keeping the the repayment period the same as an unsecured debt, mm. but having a lower interest rate significantly improves your cash flow month on month. And and if we look across, I mean, and, and this goes back to almost sort of, you know, classic bank managers where, you know, way back in the day, you, you would go into your, your bank branch for, for, for a loan of a sort and have a conversation with a bank manager. We've kind of moved on from that. But you're almost suggesting, hang on a second, there's actually something there because the bank consultant, maybe not a manager, is going to be, they're going to be totally up to speed. This is their area of expertise. We just typically look for the easy route rather than saying, hang on, is there a smarter way to do this? Well, that's why FNB introduced the concept of integrated advice. Uh, historically, financial advice was uh, synonymous with investments and insurance. We say, hang on, people need advice across banking, borrowing, investments, and insurance. So our private advisors at FNB are skilled to give you advice across those four pillars that I mentioned, including lending, which I believe is the trigger to better cash flow and then better mm-hmm. investment and insurance decisions. Okay, I like that. It's a global view because the, the key point here is that you know, the, the idea of having no debt is is perhaps a sweet, but truthfully, few of us are going to be able to afford a home or a car or, or truthfully a lot else without some level of debt. I mean, you even mentioned student loans. I mean, it, it, yeah. things are expensive out there. We're going to have to need it. I like the idea of, of, of taking debt as something which isn't sort of, I don't know, sort of kept in the corner and saying that this is actually a, an important part of, of growing long-term wealth, but also long-term human capital your IP, again, student loans. I agree. Uh, and if you look at uh, any company, uh, their optimum st- capital structure includes a bit of equity and a bit of debt. Mm. So debt is being used to grow your balance sheet, grow your net asset value. Similarly, individuals should use debt wisely to grow their net asset value. However, in the South African context, we always assume that advice is for the wealthy, for the rich, mm. and that you must have assets before you can leverage. I'm saying... Even and when you're building wealth, using debt wisely can help you accelerate your wealth creation. And that's a great point. And usually a lot of folks in the personal finance space will say, you know, have no debt. What you're saying is, hang on a second, have clever debt. Maybe that's the better answer. It's the type of debt rather than just, you know, that, that loan shark sort of debt. 
it's very difficult when creating wealth to to have this concept of no debt. We mm. all need a bit of leverage to help us grow. Your first house will be very difficult for yeah. <laughs> uh, a, a student coming out of university to finance it out of cash. So debt is part of life, but managed properly can help you accelerate your wealth creation. Pervesh Sankai, CEO of FMB Private Wealth and RMB Private Bank, appreciate the early morning insights. Your money knows it's not just about the money. It's about your returns returning the favor and empowering people. Your money can do more to change the narrative. Beyond delivering consistent returns, investing in the Stanlip Kanisa Impact Investment Fund can help eradicate poverty and protect the environment. Invest for more impact at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on the money. I'm chatting with Arthur Goldstuck, Worldwide Works. Arthur, appreciate the time. A recent uh, survey conducted by yourselves and MasterCard, Online Retail in South Africa 2023, shows that online shopping is up from 2020 to 38% in 2022, up from 27. That That's a big number and shows that it's not just a, a sort of one-off pandemic. Um, we're still out there. We're still shopping online. It's a massive jump, Simon. In fact, we were quite startled to see just how rapidly it had increased because in 2020, we'd seen that massive leap over the previous two years from around 4% of the population, 4.5% of the population, um, up to 27%. So that in itself was massive. And we saw that as obviously the pandemic boost that was given to online retail. But we thought it would then stabilize at that level. And yet in the ensuing two years, it uh, jumped further to 38%. So when you look at the scale of the the growth in the proportion of the population shopping online, it's massive. It is jump, uh, massive. And, and the one area where, where, where it's lighter, and I suppose this isn't a massive surprise, is, is in the older cohorts, the sort of plus 64 group where, where there is less online happening. That's an interesting phenomenon because what we saw in 2020 was that even the over 64s had jumped in their online shopping because they were, mm-hmm. I think, below 3% in 2018. In 2020, that jumped to something like uh, 19%. So although it was below the uh, average, which was 27% back then, it was still a massive leap. And it showed that if you gave them a good reason to go shopping online, uh, they would do it. But then it dipped again in the following two years, as much as the rest of the age groups saw that massive rise that uh, we talked about, the over 64s, in fact, fell uh, slightly. So uh, that was surprising because you'd think if everyone else is still increasing the level of shopping online, so would the older shoppers, the much older shoppers, let's say. (laughs) And it turns out, it turns out they didn't. It turns out they wanted to go back into store. And and this is potentially opportunity for online. And I'm thinking this in the back of my mind. Amazon is is due to be arriving with their their warehousing, maybe a, a prime opportunity, a, a, a proposition as well. And and targeting that 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 older older cohort because we've got fairly established brands. But I imagine a fair level of saturation in the younger people. Yes, that's exactly the situation that uh, we're facing now. That when you look at the uh, what I call the sweet spot of online shopping, which is the 25 to 34 age group, that is just under 50% of people shopping wow. online, mm-hmm. which means it's fairly saturated when half of a population 
is doing something as advanced as that, you can, it's not obviously not saturated, there's still the other half, but that's very high compared to where they were just a few years ago. Whereas the older group who showed that if you gave them a good reason to shop online has now gone back into store is below 20%. So clearly there's huge opportunity for targeting that older group. And this is, in a larger sense, kudos to our our, our local on, online uh, uh, retailers. They, you know, the, the, in, in many senses, I mean, I, I don't know how they stack up to World Doctor, but my sense is that they're world leaders in the space. There's no question. Um, there's uh, two um, phenomena that really stood out in online retail in this country in the last uh, two years, for the last three years now, and uh, the one is. Take a lot, which completely transformed people's expectation of, of service from an online retailer in the sense that they've made it so easy to return goods yeah. on the one hand, but on the other hand, also to find almost anything you need um, online. And they've clearly been preparing for the arrival of Amazon.com, trying to create that stickiness that they talk about, trying to ensure that people will stay with them. And the other a remarkable story, of course, is uh, 6060, checkers, ShopRite mm-hmm. checkers, and their checker 6060 service, which is without a doubt world class in terms of not just the service that it offers, but the expectation that it's created amongst uh, customers, knowing that in most cases you will get your groceries within 60 minutes. That completely changes the way many people shop for groceries. And you don't have that in most cities in the world. Yeah, even when you do, I've got a friend in Manhattan and the Amazon Fresh, uh, he really loved it until he discovered 6060 when he was out for a holiday um, and it blows Amazon Fresh away. Do we have any idea when Amazon is is setting up full operations? Last year, the the rumors were February. That's obviously come and gone. Any sense when they will arrive? They're very tight-lipped about (laughs) it. Uh, it was ex- anticipated to be February, but we are expecting an, an announcement uh, to be imminent. Okay, an announcement. Uh, it's a bit. It's a bit like the the, the cabinet reshuffle. <laughs> it's coming, but we just don't know when. We <laughs> just don't know when. Arthur Goldstock, Worldwide Works, appreciate the time. That's it for today. We were chatting with Kieran Nanyani yesterday, uh, he now of EA Capital, talking around the SAR holding up a post-gray listing. And, and then the, the key thing, I mean, I thought it was a lot of it was, you know, around the world by the rumor, sell the fact. And he's saying, yeah, yes, but actually more than that, it's just been that we're seeing a lot of ZAR weakness ahead of that. And if we take that into what Mateta Tulare said earlier today in this morning's show, uh, investor sentiment is poor for South Africa. So we asked you uh, what, what you were thinking in terms of uh, the, 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 the czar as foreigners are selling uh, local assets. Over 40% said, nope, not long-term. We are not going to see uh, any sort of strength there. Third say, impossible to predict. And the rest, which was about a fifth of you, said, sure, it can strengthen. And we do see periods of strengthen. But I can tell you, tell you what, I, I worry around that investor sentiment. The, the strengthening periods seem to be perhaps smaller and perhaps shorter. Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlip.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlip Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.
We're live every weekday morning. The Money Web website's in the app, 6.30 a.m. Podcast, just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie Nobochle, Nicole, Edinor, and Masekla. To you for listening, my guests for their early morning. My name is Simon Brown. This is Money Web Now. We'll chat again tomorrow. Impact results. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.